Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fresh, freshly squeezed episode. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Freshly squeezed episode of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. I'm one half of your host, as always, Maurice Williams, aka Mind of Reese. Mind of Reese on Twitter, Mind of Reese on YouTube, Mind of Reese on Instagram, Mind of Reese reviews on TikTok. That's where my movie reviews are. One minute, short, quick movie reviews on TikTok. I'm going to be doing that from now on. There will be longer reviews on um, YouTube. And I will be doing my rankings to movies I've seen so far this year, which is like 32, 33 at this point. Um, joined, as always, by my other half uh, in this podcast. <laughs> I had to clarify my other half in this podcast venture. Uh, my brother, Mr. Bibbs, Michael Bibbins. Uh, sir, how are you doing? I'm making it, you know, I, I can't complain too much um oh i can complain a little bit though uh i don't know if i mentioned it on the podcast last week the ac has gone out three times now they keep sending out the handyman you mentioned that it was hot as hell yeah the ac went out uh first time the dude came out did some stuff got it got it working that was on a monday by friday it went out again they couldn't send somebody out all last weekend, so all weekend I just had to be hot. Then they sent somebody out this this Monday, right? Dude came out, found some different things, fixed them. AC went out again yesterday. And I noticed that they put a $60 charge on the account. I'm not gonna get no, I'm not gonna pay no fee because y'all can't take care of it. <laughs> Uh, they're gonna be back out here i guess tomorrow to fix this ac and uh that fee gonna go away because ain't no way in the hell i'm about to pay because y'all stuff broke ain't got nothing to do with me i'm just trying to stay cool in south carolina uh is the weather changing at all down there (laughs) i think it's it's supposed to be 87 tomorrow again oh wow um, it was pretty cool on Saturday. That's what I think messed it up. On Saturday morning, it was cold and turned the heat on in the morning because it was like low. It, we don't like it. We like it mid 70s. And it was like low, in the low 70s. It was a little cool. So we put the heat on and then uh, tried to switch it back to the air and it it, it said no mas. Um, so it's been hot since then, since yesterday. Uh, I sent the thing in. I was like, hey, this is the third time. I'm going to need y'all to get this shit right. Um, in nicer terms, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's getting old. It's getting real old. I'm in here sweating. I almost did the show topless with the titties out. All right, come on, man. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't, no. <laughs> I wasn't even allowing that, brother. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that would have been, a, maybe on the OnlyFans, I can do that. Hey, yo. It's uh, at it's at only bibs on OnlyFans. Subscriptions are very cheap right now. I do have some free content. At only bibs. I do movie reviews on there. 
<laughs> at only bibs is crazy okay um yeah uh maybe forget what i was about to say on oh um, i work i work with this uh this young lady at my job she's new and she's from kentucky and she said uh, she moved here for college she's in college right now and what she college? said uh loyola okay yeah that's yeah. yeah and um she said that back in kentucky she lived in a four-bedroom house paying five hundred dollars a month that's insane yeah in baltimore a one-bedroom apartment is like now no less than a thousand dollars a month no matter what part of the hood you went uh, almost damn near yeah <laughs> well then again i haven't looked in the hood because i'm not staying in okay. the hood so i don't not that, that. but yeah one bedroom a thousand that's ridiculous that's ridiculous man i right. think me and my friend played paid 900 for a two-bedroom uh two-bedroom two-bathroom uh a few years ago that's insane though yeah. Like if I could pay five hundred dollars for a four bedroom house with the pay rate I have right now. You be doing all right? I'll be doing more than I right. <laughs> doing good. Might even have a family already. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you feel me? Like I'll be like, uh, kids, <laughs> shoot one of these chicks up. You feel me? <laughs> you know. Speaking of shooting chicks, no, it's good. Oh, what the that was a uh no nah, i can't even say what that was a reference to but you should get it you gonna make me all right i'm gonna edit i don't want to have to edit it i don't want to we'll no, no, no 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 don't don't something don't. we're gonna talk about later okay okay maybe i'm just my mind just yeah you, i think you're taking it too literal yeah you gotta yeah. think of other other ways of okay okay uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're going to switch it up as far as the flow, uh, instead of making y'all look at the show notes and skip through to watch the Mavs content, I meant listen to the Mavs content and get through all of our movie and TV personal shit. We're going to start with the Mavs content. Y'all get the Mavs content. Y'all pay, pay for, I wish y'all paid for it. content that y'all came for. And when all of that is done, if you want to stick around for the extra stuff, that's perfectly fine. We'd appreciate it. If not, you don't have to. So <clears throat> start off, uh, obviously, you know, training camp hasn't started yet. We're still in that period in the offseason where news is dry. But somehow the Mavericks tend to stay in the news a little bit. Not the main media news, but we hear a little shit. Uh, now and then, especially with the way podcasts are now, people go on podcasts and do interviews, they give tidbits, and, you know, we always come away with gems. And that happened this week with Tim Cato, who went on Nate Duncan's podcast. Uh, what's the name of this podcast? It's not Dunked On? Uh, Dunked On, yes. Uh, I believe it's, because he has two. One is Dunker Spot, but I believe it was Dunked On Pod. Yeah. Unless the dunker spot changed to dunk doing, but uh, oh no, I'm thinking of. I said that's not Nikias. Yeah, I'm thinking about Nikias Duncan. Sorry. 
Um, yeah, Nate Duncan's podcast, the Dunked On Prime podcast. And Tim Cato went on and said, the Mavericks are confident in and going to heavily lean on Frank Nilakina to handle backup point guard duties. Now, when I heard this, I wasn't surprised um, simply because it doesn't seem like they've been very aggressive in trying to find uh, another ball handler in the market, whether it be free agency, uh, someone who's available via cheap trade. We, I don't think we've ever got any confirmation that the Mavericks offered Dennis Schroeder a contract. Not officially. Not officially. We have an idea. Obviously, they were there watching him, uh, one of his games, watching him play. But um, we've alluded to Frank having more responsibility coming off the bench as far as point guard duties go, whether we're confident in that or not. Uh, We've mentioned that as well, but that also remains to be seen. But I know Frank is your guy, and I know you're going to be objective on the matter. So uh, what were your thoughts when you heard about this? So, yeah, Frank Frank has been my dude since day zero. Um, I'm a sucker for defense. Uh, I thought he had some good things going with KP up in New York. Uh, in the pick and roll specifically, I, I loved his passing in the early days. <clears throat> Ball handling was always questionable. But I feel like he's actually gotten worse with the ball after his growth spurt. And I made the joke about his arms being too long, but I genuinely believe his arms not are too long to where he couldn't figure it out. But I feel like, you know, when you've been doing something for so long, it's, I see it a lot of times with young players that have like a sudden growth spurt. They have to grow into their bodies. They have to like, even myself, I'll say when I, when I had like a late growth spurt in college, you know, I was used to being a certain size, being able to do certain things a certain way and suddenly I'm a little bit taller I'm a little bit heavier and things ain't working how they used to work and you have to relearn some things I feel like he's having to do that and has been having to do that for the past few years with his ball handling it was already loose but it got looser because his arms are longer like he needs to keep it tight tied in tightened he needs to keep the ball low to the ground and his arms are flopping all over the place like he uh can have spent the whole summer doing that there was speculation that he wasn't actually hurt that he was potentially told that he needed to work on his game for the Mavs specifically potentially for this reason because okay. they're gonna maybe get another ball handler um <clears throat> and that they just kind of went with it as went used the injury excuse to get him away and working um Long story short, because I don't want to spend a ton of time on it. I'm happy for him to get that opportunity. I just don't know if he's – I'm scared that it could backfire. Like, yeah, if he comes out, he's turning the ball over, he's throwing it to Josh before he gets across half court. He's doing his drives where he can't finish. It's not going to be a good look. I wish we, he could just be a three and D guy and keep it at that person. Um, I would prefer him as a three and D off ball kind of guy. 
like, you know, the ball moves around. Sometimes it comes to him. He's good at passing. But as far as dribbling and, like, being a floor general on the court and, you know, uh, controlling the offense, guiding the offense, uh, being the quarterback, I don't want Frank doing that. And it kind of – you know how I felt about the whole uh, third ball handle, I think. I said, I think we need one, but I don't think we're lost without one. Like, I've mentioned that on the podcast before. Uh, if we're relying on Frank, we're lost without one. We need one. Like I've changed, I've changed my stance. <laughs> like in perspective now. Like, <laughs> oh, like, this is what that means. <laughs> like if it me, oh shoot, I'm about to say okay. what was that? It was the the color in the ring light changed. Um, if it means Frank is like, I guess it depends on how many minutes he's gonna play too. But you got to think, like, because that's what somebody was saying, like, how many minutes do you think he's going to, for real, be the only ball handler? We are staggers. We'll stagger Luca and Spencer. It's like, yeah. why are we staggering Spencer and Luca for 82 games? We shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, that's true. No other team is doing that. They should be able to rest. That's it's like, is there a scenario where we feel comfortable enough to say, hey, Luca, Spencer, sit on the bench, man. Frank got this. Right. No. no. <laughs> not at all no <laughs> luca and spencer no. miss games so it, again i <clears throat> i didn't need us to get a starter level ball handler i just needed somebody i trust to dribble the ball a third dude i trust to dribble the ball josh and frank could have taken tremendous leaps over the summer i haven't seen it yet i gotta see it i have not seen it i, I can't my faith ain't that strong. Faith of a mustard seed. What? I'm going to be honest. My faith ain't never going to be that strong. Like, there's a report from Shams. Maybe I read this wrong, but it says Pistons Kemba Walker oh, will yeah. likely be away from the team. His training camp opens this week. Sources tell me and mm-hmm. some dude I don't know, Detroit will need to waive or trade a player by October 17th to be at the league limit for standard roster spots going into the season. Is this saying that Kemba is like likely to be at training camp because they don't want to make it awkward? They're trying to get rid of him. They probably were trying to trade him, but they probably gonna end up having to waive him. I thought Uh-oh. they'd already waived him personally. <laughs> I forgot dude was on the team to be honest. Yeah. Um literally if you go to the free agent tracker I made on my website, he's in the free agent pool. Because I assume he'd already been waived. <laughs> okay. So I feel like the obvious answer should be yes. But should the Mavs take a look at Kimball Walker at this point? Or should they just wait it out and try to trade for someone during the season? See how Frank pans out, even though I don't want Frank to fail. But realistically speaking, this isn't going to pan out great. You're I don't setting think. him up to fail. My opinion. Yeah, pretty much. This is not, this is not, no, this is not utilizing his strength. Um. This is maybe a questionable analogy. I like Frank as the quarterback on defense. Um, He does a great job of knowing where to be, and you'll see him telling other people where to be on defense. So it's not that he can't be vocal, but, like, I don't want Ray Lewis playing quarterback. It's an awful analogy. Like, Ray Lewis could be the greatest middle linebacker (laughs) keeping the defense going all day, but, like, 
I'm not trying to see him dropping back in the pocket. I'm not trying to see that. It, I've seen him try it. It's been ugly, questionable. He has. I'm pretty sure you haven't seen Ray Lewis do that, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> you've seen Frank try that. <laughs> I just pictured big brolic ass Ray Lewis under center, like. <laughs> but. And you know he throw it in sideways, like facts. He not throw it. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> I trust Frank as a quarterback on defense. I do not trust him to run an offense. You you hit it on the head when you said like setting guys up, dribbling out. Like when he gets the ball and he has to dribble too many times, he gets uncomfortable. It's not a comfortable position for him. Have to dribble for twenty seconds potentially because guys aren't in the right spots. The guy who was supposed to come off a screen didn't get open. He's going to get uncomfortable. He's going to throw up some bullshit. Or the lane's going to open up and he's going to drive further than he should have driven and throw up some crap off the glass that doesn't even touch the rim. That's that's his history in that department. Again, maybe him and Christian Wood work amazingly in the pick and roll, pick and pop. I could see that. But it's the other pieces of being the, the lead ball handler that scare me. Yeah. It's like the moments when you're not in pick and pop, pick and roll, when like who else off the ball can really dribble. So nine times out of 10, if Luca and Spencer are on the bench and you're on the court, you're going to be dribbling most of the time. When the play breaks down, I don't trust Frank to be ready for that. Uh, Spencer, we know Spencer can get a buck, get a shot off at any time. Luca, we know he can get a shot off at any time. Frank is very limited in that department. Well, uh, you mentioned Christian Wood, and this wasn't on the uh, uh, docket, so to speak, uh, when I sent it to you. But you did send me a tweet earlier uh, from the homie at KT underscore Wizza, who mentioned uh, Tim McMahon's uh, another snippet or whatever from someone on the podcast. Uh, McMahon on the Hoop Collective says he's confident that Christian Wood thinks he's the second best player on the Mavs and that it's a potentially sensitive situation, but it's also a talent. So maybe it does pay off. Um, Is it a sensitive situation because he thinks he's the second best player? Like, is it a sensitive situation with the other teammates? I'm confused. <clears throat> I'm mean, here's my thoughts on the topic. I don't give a fuck about any of this. I haven't given a fuck since they said he was coming off the bench. <laughs> None of this means nothing. They are not even they are not even in practice yet. <clears throat> Why are we creating unnecessary drama? Christian Wood thinks he's the second best player. He has reason to think he's the second best player. Does he not? Do you, uh, do you think it's? I mean, when you look debatable? at the team, do you think it's not debatable? <laughs> at minimum, when you look at the team. I mean, there's not much competition in this way. So, so why why would that be a problem? The coming off the bench thing. Who cares? He's gonna play thirty minutes. It's not really about who starts the game. It's about who finishes. Right. And if he's getting 20, 22 points a game off the bench, he's getting his looks. The dude who's starting, McGee is not playing more minutes than him. 
Uh, I, I'm not sure who's starting at power forward. Maybe DFS probably. Okay, with with Reggie at small forward. Luca is pretty much the power forward if you want to break it down to his. Uh, no, he's the point guard. Like, come on, he's, he's not. Gar- he's not guarding point. Guard. Yo, I'm not. I'm so. Well, please, let's not do this. Please, let's not do this. Because when you, when you think of a power forward, you're thinking about the defensive assignments, right? Ask your question. Okay. Right. <clears throat> let's say Dorian Finney-Smith is guarding a point guard that night. Is he now a point guard because he's defending a point guard? I'm think I'm saying when you're looking at trying to match up the Mavs roster assignment wise, you have to think about the biggest person. I'm not really thinking about that. I'm thinking about as far as like actual positioning. Like Luke is a point guard. His duty on the court, especially on offense, is to be the point guard. That's Dorian Finney Smith is a wing. Then how about that? Yeah, I don't, don't view. Dor- I've forward. never viewed Dorian Finney Smith as a power forward. He's a small ball. Forward. He's a small ball four. Yeah. The the only real power forwards I think we have on our team are Christian Wood, who I view as a power forward and not a center, and Maxi. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't <laughs> we don't start a power forward. We have uh, Luca. <clears throat> we have Dinwiddie as another second ball handler. We have two wings: Finney Smith, Bullock, and then Big and Jabal. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, that's actually a smooth transition into uh, <laughs> the next topic. <laughs> that's almost perfect because I asked, look, with the basically with the news that the Mavericks are confident in Frank as the ball handler off the bench, it seems like the roster is set. Uh, this is the roster we're going to have not only going into training camp, but going into the regular season and the preseason, you know, obviously, unless a trade happens, which I doubt, um, or unless we pick someone up in free agency, which I doubt. Um, so I guess we just talked about it, basically. But as far as the rotations go, as far as the starting lineup and the closing lineup, um, I think we both agree on the starting lineup that we just gave Luca, Spencer, Reggie, DFS, JaVale McGee. Obviously off the bench, uh, in order, I would say Christian Wood, THJ, Maxi Kleba, Frank, um, and then maybe, well, not maybe Josh, Josh, like in order of importance. Um, would you agree? <laughs> With that, as far as off the bench, yeah, that's the the next five: THJ, oh. Wood, Maxi, Frank, Josh. Okay. Um, well, I had Wood over THJ, but still, I get it. Uh, I mean, I, I just put THJ at the top of mine because yeah. I had already written Maxi. I had forget forgotten about THJ, so it'll be Wood THJ for sure. So, as far as the rotations go, what do you think our closing lineup would be? Closing. <clears throat> It could be changed based on who the opponent is, but I would expect uh, Luca 100% in the closing lineup. I think two people are locks for sure. Luca and Dorian. Yeah. Luca and Dorian in 100% of all lineups. Yeah. I would put Wood 
80% probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put Spencer. 60 to 70% because we may need defense. We can't have Luca and Spencer together is already creating opportunities for the opposing opposing offense. You also want some offense out there too. It's like, so it would be probably the hottest hand between Bullock. THJ. <clears throat> I lean more towards Bullock in this, like a 60, 40 thing. Because Bullock brings the defense. Right. But when it comes to who I think can get hotter faster, I go with THJ. Okay. Yeah. If it's, I if guess it depends more, on what you eat that night or yeah. who's playing well that night. If we're coming, if we're, if we're, we need points, THJ is the breaking case of emergency, emergency bucket getter. Are there scenarios where you think? Most of the time, we'll see a Wood McGee, Wood Kleba uh, closing lineup. Yes. <clears throat> Maybe even a Kleba McGee closing lineup. Right. Well, I feel like Maxi. I don't think we would get Maxi and McGee over Wood. Unless okay. Wood just been shooting like complete ass <clears throat> and Maxi's been hot or something. Uh, I think McGee would be in there if we're playing against, you know, Philly, Denver, like somebody with a big that can give you problems inside, but is not completely immobile or like an offensive threat big, I'll say. Um, yeah. Somebody we need to keep at bay on the inside, potentially. I, I expect McGee to have those situations. Um, and then I would expect Wood to be the stretch big in that scenario if we if we go with the stretch big i could see maxi and wood together um yeah i could see maxi and wood together but i couldn't see maxi and Val in those scenarios that's where you start getting into controversy i think with wood okay that's fair um yeah i think i don't know i when it comes to teams i feel more comfortable with a team having a set like hey when it comes to closing time, this is our lineup. Obviously, sometimes it'll change like, hey, this person's hot, this person's not, let's take them out. But for majority of what you see in the NBA, most of the successful teams, they have like, this is our closing lineup. I think one of the strengths of the team, though, it can be a strength and a weakness depending on how everybody feels about it. There are so many guys that are close together in overall talent but do different things that kid is going to have to mix and match in certain scenarios. Like Josh and Frank are behind DFS, behind Bullock, our best perimeter defenders. Right. They are messy. They get in there and mess, muck things up on defense. Um, if Bullock is shooting like ass, I could see one of them getting in over Bullock in a late game scenario. Like, I wouldn't be married to Bullock in that situation, personally. Let me ask you this question. If Bullock is building a house out there through the whole game, like shooting like one for eight, but his defense that game is on point, 
where do you lean towards in that closing lineup? If Josh or Frank are shooting decently compared to what he's doing, if the looks okay. are open, uh, I'm, I'm easily swapping them out. Okay. Let me say this, because when I was saying that I didn't have them in mind, them motherfuckers not even a factor. They not shooting that well because so every, all three of them are shooting like ass. All three of them are shooting like ass. So okay. you have to choose between Reggie, who's playing phenomenal defense, but shooting like ass. THJ, who you know can get hot, but the defense ain't going to be there. <clears throat> uh, possibly Spencer, who can create some offense, but you know the defense isn't going to be there. Where do you go? Do you stick with Reggie and allow the offense to come from other spots on the court with different shooters like Wood? Depends on uh, the game scenario, I think. Huh? Depends on the scenario. Do we need yeah. stops? If we need stops, Bullock gets the first priority in that scenario. Like if stops are the main thing we need, he's if there's somebody on the other side that's going off. I want more. I want more defense. Like I don't want to try to match them bucket for bucket. I want to get a couple stops. Okay. Um, if we're down and we're struggling to get points on the board, I I can go THJ there. Okay. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like that second group. THJ, Wood, Maxi, Frank, Josh, they're close enough to Spencer, Bullock, Javel that I can mix and match a whole lot of different ways depending on the scenario. I want to say that that's a strength, but depending on how those guys feel, it could also be a weakness because guys like to know what their roles are. Like right. one of the reasons Jay Crowder didn't come to Dallas is because he wanted a set role. Yeah, apparently that's a, that might be why he's trying to leave Phoenix. I'm, I'm about to say that's apparently why he's trying to leave Phoenix. So that's where it gets tricky. I feel like guys bought in last year, but they had a lot of reason to. Do they still have those same reasons? And does Wood, does uh, Jaden Hardy, does uh, Dwight? I mean, Dwight is not a factor. Maxi got his deal. I think Frank is Frank is going to be a Frank is going to be a free agent. Does he yeah. feel a certain way? Uh, everybody else is locked in, so that might we might be okay. I also think the fact that they have so much confidence in Frank being the, the, the main ball handle off the bench, the third guy off the bench, shows that we probably aren't going to see a whole lot of Jaden Hardy this season unless he, like, gets in in spurts and just shows so much. Yeah, it goes crazy that he earns the time, but I think it's safe to say, which I'm okay with. Like you said, like we've said before, we don't want to put too much pressure on them, unnecessary pressure. So I think that kind of confirms we'll see him in like small, small spurts, if that maybe like blowout games and stuff like that. So, right. Especially early on, I would not expect to see him in real basketball scenarios. Yeah. Uh, Unless he shows something in preseason. Unless he goes stupid in preseason. Yeah. Which, Josh is out there playing like buns and Hardy is hooping. It's going to be hard to keep Josh ahead of him in the depth chart. I didn't think about Josh. I'm thinking about Frank. Frank, too. I mean, well, if they're married to Frank at the ball handler, either one of them. Either Hopefully one they're of them, not married to it. Hopefully they're like. Yeah, either one of them can get outplayed yeah. at the end of the day. Damn. Wait, that motherfucker out. Oh, sorry, football. Um, So. Miss Jacked up. Your what? 
I said I missed Jacked Up. You, you remember? Jacked. You remember Jacked Up? Jacked Up. The NFL. Uh, oh yeah 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 yeah. Um. So <clears throat> this week, uh, every year the ESPN releases their uh, I think what top. 50, 100. top 100. 100. Yeah, top 100 players in the NBA going into the season. It's basically uh, <clears throat> a prediction of what you think the, the top players will be in what order. Uh, really don't give too much of a fuck about it, to be quite honest. But just going to briefly mention, Luka finished third. Um, obviously, Golden State and Steph Curry fans cry on the timeline anytime Steph Curry is not mentioned as the best player in the fucking NBA uh, Crimea River. Um, Luka finished third. Second was Nikola Jokic. Number one was Giannis. Number four was Embiid. Number five was Steph Curry. Uh, even outside of the Luka thing, would this be your top five? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think they hit it on the head. I, uh, I could not care less what the Warbs think. No. Um, I'm calling Warriors fans Warbs from, the, from here henceforth. Because wow. the amount of of crying and and postipulating, I, I might have made that shit up. I think you made that. <laughs> think you uh, made that shit up. <laughs> the uh, the amount of of uh, the the high horse from which they proclaim their statements of Steph Curry greatness is really annoying. Um. And I caught myself wanting to tweet about it, and then I hesitated. And it reminded me of when I used to talk about Wiki Wawash, and they would still find them fucking tweets. Hey, man, there's no difference between, there's, I don't know much of a difference between Nikki fans and Steph fans, man. That's all I'm saying. Fan culture is insane. <clears throat> I ain't trying to have them people in my mentions. So I started calling them warbs. They don't appear to have caught on. So I'm gonna just keep calling them warbs until they do. I, I'm I I can't stand no people, man. It's annoying, man. It's annoying. I love Steph Curry, but it's like me and Steph the same age. My body ain't what it used to be. His ain't either. That it was a great last stand for me, in my opinion. <laughs> it looked like a but the boy looked like he was tired. Did he not look tired? He looked tired. He still played great. He was hooping. He did his thing. <laughs> like let's not even let's let's not we're not doing that. But like, come on, man, y'all just act like. Like <laughs> we not. I don't need. No, go ahead. This this the Mavs outsiders. Just say we okay. Because it's like, man, I just scroll and people saying he's been the best player in the league since 2016, and it's like. <laughs> no, I saw somebody had LeBron and uh KD in the top five too. It was like LeBron, KD, Steph. It was like, man, y'all got to let go. Like, all right, come on, bro, come on. You got to let on. go at some point. That's egregious. <laughs> That's egregious, bro. The Let man's go. old. It's over. It's over. It's a new regime. It's a new regime. Let it go. European boys taking over. It's, it's okay. I saw somebody say, oh, the, the NBA. I don't think they were a Steph fan, but they was like, oh, the NBA trying to push this, uh, the, the, nat- the international narrative. N- no, look at these four dudes. They're hooping. Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. The, the, these are these are the guys right now. Like, are they not hooping? hooping? Like, what are we are doing? They not hooping. 
Jokic and Embiid have been in the MVP conversation the last two seasons. Giannis is always going to be in that conversation. Giannis won a championship. Giannis, hey, bro, I don't give a fuck what two through 100 is. Giannis is 100% unanimously, without a doubt, the best player in the NBA. And I'm going to be honest, there's a big gap between one and two. It's Giannis, then it's everybody else. It's Gian- like when I was, you told me to like see if I could put down my top five. Giannis went down with no hesitation. Then I started thinking. Yeah. It's like, it's no question. So for y- like y'all just, if Steph finished two, they would be on the timeline complaining. Like, I can't fucking believe this. That's right. Steph Curry, number two. He's clearly the best. But I'm like, bro. You can't make a, a warb happy unless you say he number one. Speaking of which, did you see Giannis today? Yeah, I heard he had some kind of comments. They were like, um, he said something about the best. He said the last one, the last one standing or something right, like that. Right. Yeah. It's not. He sh- so I the Warbs were sharing that all over the time. Huh? I wish I wish he didn't say that. But like, I, you know, Giannis, I know Giannis. Yeah. He's, humble. he's putting a crown on somebody else's head so he can go chop it off. Facts. That's his motivation. That's how he's motivating himself. Like, yeah, I messed up. I got to go get my crown back facts so that's that's what i hear when i hear that but you know warbs just want to hear what they want to hear and it is what man it is. look i have compared warriors fans before and now it's like mainly steph curry fans but warriors fans because they're one and the same i have compared warriors fans to white people who want to be oppressed so bad <laughs> Y'all yeah. want to be oppressed so bad, and you're just not. And that's okay, but you're not oppressed. Like, no like no one's against you out to get you. Like, you're not, you're not at a disadvantage in this country. <laughs> and you have to think, you have to wonder, for some of them, especially, a lot of the younger ones especially, they've, they've never known this team to be bad. They've never, they don't remember when the team was bad. There's some that do. There's some that do. But a lot of new fans don't remember when the team was bad. And in their head, they're unstoppable. They're the greatest thing ever. I call them the Toy Story aliens because no matter what, ooh, ah. (laughs) Like, they're going to react. No matter the, the slightest. Oh, Steph Curry is the claw to them. <clears throat> yeah. Claw. Steph Curry is the claw. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, here's the th- like, it's one of those, it's just almost like the Trey Young thing. Like, I want to be happy for Warriors fans, but they just take it so far to where it's like, if you don't kiss the hem of the garment, you a hater. If you're not on your knees praising Threesus, they are offended. You can't say there's any flaws in his game. You can't say, you know, he's 34 now. At some point, he ain't what he used to be five years ago. We we saw down the stretch of the season, he was struggling. We saw him milk an injury because his, the rest of the team was hurt. He couldn't carry them. Like, He's accepted his limitations. He stepped up in the playoffs where it mattered most. And that's okay. He got it done. He did what he had to do. That's fantastic. Great run. If it didn't come at our expense, I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. 
But at the same time, as a basketball fan, beautiful. I love this championship for him. It's my favorite Warriors championship. Same. Like, it's like <clears throat> Kobe doing it without Shaq. Facts. For me, for Steph. <clears throat> Loved it for him. But then I can't even enjoy it because the Warbs are acting stupid over it. Like, I can't even, in, I, I want to say so many nice things about Steph on the timeline and stuff, but I can't because they just drag it. Like, so I just got to shut up. I just can't, I can't approach the topic because I'm not, I'm not trying to align with the Warbs. They, they, they take it too far. I had to mute the name Steph. I had to mute Steph. I had to mute Stephen Curry. I just, uh, because I follow a lot of different fans from different, yeah. like, yeah, so it's stuff getting retweeted. It's like, I don't even want to see it, bro. Like, I don't even want to see it. Sorry. I just don't. Like, I have to tune out. I just get off the timeline if, I, if, I, if I'm if i in a pocket of warp tweets. Get happens. out of here. I'm not trying to argue with them because I don't disagree necessarily about everything. It's just they take it too far. Take, take it, too it too far. far. Take it too far. Steph at five is perfectly fine. Look, I, I just need y'all to understand. Five is okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You know how many there's there's people out there complaining right now because their favorite player isn't top five. LeBron fans, I'm sure, are in an uproar. But like, <clears throat> they're, they're, I think it was Dragonfly Jones that was that did the LeBron KD. Oh God! Thing. I, I muted that dude. <laughs> I muted that dude. I don't even want to see it. I think I recently unmuted him. I have a lot of those dudes blocked or muted. Yeah, most of those, like, basketball accounts, I have muted. I don't even want to hear from them. Like, Dragonfly Jones. I'm I'm not going to get into it. You know the ones. Yeah, no, it's understood. (laughs) But the Steph fans, they're they're definitely taking it, like, taking it way too far. I need y'all to take a chill pill, relax, cut back a bit. Uh, and, and, and just enjoy what Steph has given you. Like, he doesn't have to be number one at everything. He's not Nelly. Some people will catch that reference. <clears throat> Speaking of number one, the number one place to place your bets when it comes to sports, whether it be football, basketball, any sport that you watch, it's DraftKings Sportsbook. And in this case, well, speaking of the NFL, because, you know, uh, obviously it's the American sport. It rules Sundays. We record on Sundays. I place bets on the NFL. I place bets on the NFL all the time. It's week three. We're in full swing. Things are getting started. You're starting to see, you know, uh, which teams to look out for, which teams not to really pay much attention to, which players are performing well, which players are making you money, which players will be locks every week. And, you know, with DraftKings, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, uh, as far as touchdowns when it comes to guys like Derrick Henry, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Pay that man. We talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. Okay. I'm an older customer. I've been doing this for about a year now. I've already signed up to DraftKings. But you, you, you haven't signed up yet. Well, maybe you have, but if you haven't, 
New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. New customers, all you got to do is sign up. $5. Bet $5 on any NFL team and you'll get $200 in free bets if they win. That means you have $200 in free money to spend. Now, hey, you may put that $200 in the free bets and may not win shit. But guess what? <laughs> it ain't your money. And hey, maybe that's not enough. Maybe that's not enough. Okay? How about this? Everyone can boost their winners with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Okay? Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? DraftKings is the place to be. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. 17 weeks in the season, people, plus playoffs. Sign up for DraftKings. Why wait? It's so much money waiting for you to win right now. Don't be like me and lose money. Win money with DraftKings, okay? You want to get started? All you have to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility, <laughs> eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. That I was in my own head with yeah, that. You were one. thinking about it for like I was thinking about it for a minute. Seconds. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm 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 going smooth. I'm gonna get to this. Oh. I'm gonna mess it up. It's cool though. That's funny. That's it's cool. Funny. It's cool. So uh now that we got the math stuff out of the way, we didn't pay one half of our bills with DraftKings. Uh if y'all want to stick around and listen. <clears throat> For the movie stuff, just stick around and listen for the movie stuff. Okay. If you want to leave, you can leave. Mm. But I do think, you know, maybe it's something they want to hear about. Like, okay, maybe, maybe you're not, maybe you're not in the sports betting. Maybe you're like, uh, Reese, I don't know. Even though I'm just betting five dollars and I'm winning two hundred dollars in free bets. I'm a little too broke like me, or I'm not comfortable enough with, with gambling my money. Okay. What else do you have to offer me? I think you may be able to help them with that. Come down to Hank's propane emporium. <laughs> so propane, propane accessories. <laughs> I'll tell you what, um, no, you were talking about, you know, transition away from the basketball into the movie stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I was actually listening to the movies you wanted to talk about were what Barbarian and the Woman King, right? Yes. So I was listening <laughs> to a podcast the other day, uh, The Big Picture. It's Sean Fantasy. It's a Ringer podcast. <clears throat> I'm starting to go down the, the, the Ringer rabbit hole. I listened I'll to another to yeah, I listened to another one of their reviews recently, but I listened to their Barbarian review, and I think he actually did an interview with the director as well, which was very 
eye opening, and I'm excited to see what the director does next. Zach Krieger, right? <clears throat> I, I don't remember the homie name. I think his name's Zach Krieger. He but. was uh, from the whitest kids we know. That's all I remember. He said yeah. like a hundred times. Um, so, you know, I was in the store. I was listening, and um, I like the thing I liked about their review. It was him and another guy and the lady, Amanda, that's on the, the podcast. She didn't see the movie. <clears throat> so it's like, how are you going to do a review if you didn't see the movie? Well, they basically just told her the movie. For like the first 30 minutes of the podcast. Um, and maybe it wasn't 30 minutes, but they, they told her the movie like they went step by, by scene by scene through right. the movie. <laughs> and I actually enjoyed that. Like. I, I wasn't usually like, I don't like that type of thing, but like, I enjoyed it because she was reacting to things. She was asking questions like, okay, so describe this. Like whenever they would say like, you know, she walked into a house, well, describe the house type of scenario. And um, I definitely enjoyed it. And I was able to kind of experience the movie again without seeing it. And I think, okay part of why I was able to do that is because I was using my Raycon wireless earbuds when I was listening. And um, <clears throat> I don't know if you've heard, but Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. Uh, they have the optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. They are incredibly comfortable, and they do not budge. Trust me. All right? Uh, they give you eight hours of playtime, up 32 hours of battery life, uh, great price, by the way. Uh, I, I, my AirPods stopped working. Like I would be playing basketball with my AirPods in, and then one of them would just the audio would just cut out. Man, okay. And like I would have to put them back in the little thing and take it back out to get the audio working again. That's annoying when you're active when you're, when you're doing things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, I was looking for a cheap alternative or affordable alternative that still had that quality, and Raycon came through for your boy. Um, at half the price even of some of those pre other premium brands like Beats or AirPods, like I said. Uh, they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. You can read a few if you don't want to take my word for it personally. Uh, and again, when I when I talk about being able to, to just zone out and relive the movie again, as they described it, that noise isolation is so key. I couldn't hear anything else around me, just them talking through the movie and I was just repicturing everything that I experienced in the theater again. It made me appreciate the movie that much more. Um, and the customizable sound profiles. So I listen to a lot of talky podcasts that don't have a lot of sound effects and music in the background. I want to make sure those voices pop just right. Okay. And I'm able to create, pick the sound profile that does that for me with the Raycon wireless earbuds. Um, again, I was in a store. I was buying things. I don't. I don't even remember seeing anybody else. That's how zoned in I was listening to this podcast with those Raycon earbuds. Um, if you if you want some of those Raycon earbuds yourself, you can go to buyraycon.com today. Use the promo code TBPN fifteen, and you'll get fifteen percent off of your Raycon order. Again, that's code TBPN fifteen at buy b u y raycon r-a-y-c-o-n as in nancy dot com to get 15 percent off again they're already half the price of the the more expensive premium earbud brands we're going to give you an additional 15 percent off of that 
at buyraycon.com, code TBPN15. Let's talk about these movies. Yeah, well, you mentioned Barbarian, so uh, let's get right into that one. Um, I saw Barbarian on, I want to say Tuesday. Yes, I saw it on Tuesday. Okay. Um, I was excited about this. Um, <clears throat> I was excited about this. I saw trailers for it. I see a lot of trailers, like a lot of the movies I get ideas to see. I get ideas from seeing trailers when I go to the movies. Okay. Um, I saw the trailer for it. I'm like, okay, I like this because the trailer is perfect. It intrigues you. It doesn't show much, gives you the plot. Hey, uh, oh, wait, hold on. First of all, spoiler warning, right? <clears throat> okay. I avoid doing spoilers. Okay. Just, okay. We can do a um, non-spoiler if you want to be safe. <clears throat> Nah, fuck that. Uh, spoiler <laughs> warning. Uh, we will be talking about spoilers for Barbarian. Um, we will be talking about spoilers for The Woman King. Okay. That and one's easier to do a non-spoiler for, I think. What, uh, Woman King? Yeah. I think so, but I don't really want to do a non-spoiler. Just in case, just in case, yeah. Yeah. Um, spoiler warning for Woman King and Barbarian. Check the show notes. Check the show notes. So... Um, yeah, Barbarian, you know, the trailer just shows a simple premise. Chick checks into an Airbnb. A guy's already there. They ended up staying there together. Crazy shit starts happening. And I love the casting in this is perfect, right? Because they cast Bill Skarsgård as the guy who's in the hotel. And <clears throat> if you know, then you know he played Pennywise. And off top, you're like, something ain't right with this motherfucker. As soon as he opened the door, you like, something ain't right with this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I, I don't trust him. Look at his eyes. Look at his <laughs> eyes. You know you're watching a horror movie. You know you're watching a horror and movie. And Pennywise walked to the door. Pennywise walks in. Pennywise opens the door and you're like, oh, shit. Don't go in. D- d- don't go in. Just, just sleep in the car. First of all, sleeping in the car would have been the worst decision. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been the worst decision, okay? So, throughout the night, you know, it's this guy seems cool. He seems safe, but you're like, I know something ain't right. And something ain't right. Can I say something? Go ahead. My favorite part about this beginning to the movie is that we're already suspicious. The girl is suspicious. The guy knows that she has many reasons to be suspicious, and he's like going out of his way to try not to be suspicious, which only makes him seem more suspicious. <laughs> like the scene at the table with the wine is like, yeah, like on, dog, you do it too much. Like even when before she came in, he was like, I don't know if you looked at the neighborhood, but I wouldn't want to be out there. She looked at the neighborhood. It was nighttime, right? You couldn't really now looking at the neighborhood at night. I'm like, damn, it looked like shit out there. You could tell no houses were looking like the one she was at. And I was like, why Why this house the only one that got street lights on it? Like, don't know of a house ain't nowhere else on the block got street lights. Dark as hell. When she, now, she's there because she has a, a job interview in the morning. When she wakes up in the morning to leave out and we see that fucking block. <laughs> 
how she not know this driving in is my thing. Like, I would have been like, man, fuck this. I, I'm not shout out, shout out to Dwight. I'm sorry, brother. But I was like, man, this is the best depiction of Detroit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful. Hey, man, I was like, this block looks like this look, they look like they nuked this fucking block. Yeah, it, it was, it was bad. like it survived the <laughs> nuclear war. What no birds out there? <laughs> no birds was chirping. No rats. Just, just fucked up cars. One of the houses, motherfuckers left the house so quick. One of the boats was still in the houses. Yeah, I was like, oh, they left the whole boat. What's going on? Boats cost too much money for y'all to just be leaving boats and driving. I like that that stuck stuck out to you because it definitely stuck out to me. I was like, they didn't even take the boat? What was going on? I could have sold that. Goddamn vines and shit all over the boat. I'm like, damn, how long they been gone? They ain't coming back for it or nothing. Like, oh man. Some of the cars is vandalized. I'm like, well, who vandalizing it? Nobody out here. So I mean, they already ransacked everything they can ransack. Look like the walking dead out there. (laughs) Facts. So I watched the double toasted review after I, uh, a while I, I saw the movie and I think I listened to there still. They were talking about how um <clears throat> Georgina Campbell, who plays uh Tess, the main character, first of all, I loved her in this. She was fantastic in this. She did a great job. Um they were talking about how, man, she she did everything right. Like you see horror tropes and you like, no, nah, I don't do that. She was like, you know. Anytime you would think, no, nah, don't do that. She ain't do it. Right. She except for the one time. Fuck. Except for the one fucking time. Are we jumping ahead? No, I'm not jumping ahead right now. I'm just saying. Introductory yeah. Which, I'm just setting it up. Thing? Except for that one fucking time. <laughs> so um, I can't remember exactly how it went, but I believe it was. Um, She came back from her interview okay. and. What was Bill Skarsgård's character's name? I can hear her screaming his name. Yeah. It was something very common. Keith. Yeah. Keith. Yeah. Keith. <clears throat> I was going to say AJ, but that's a different character. Yeah. We're going to get to that shit. Um, so uh, Keith isn't there. Uh, she goes in the basement because she uh, needed toilet paper. Happens to the best. Of very me. common. <laughs> like, very common. Goes into Has she the already pool. done her business? I couldn't remember if she like, sat down and saw it immediately or if she had already done the deal. I can't tell. I don't think they specified. Right. Um, she went down into the basement. She got the toilet paper. The door closes behind her. It's locked. She's sitting on the basement steps like, all right, how am I going to get out of here? And she notices like some rope in a wall. She starts pulling the rope and the doorway opens. I'm not pulling no random ass ropes. Not doing it. Once I see that rope, I pull it once and the door opens, I stop. I'm good. I don't need the I'm door good. to open all the way. I don't. <laughs> I don't need. 
once I see the door opens, I'm like, okay, nothing good can come of this. Like, let me just stop right here. I'm fantastic. I'm sliding it back closed. Like backs. I'm good. I'm so I need to see that. <clears throat> so um she opens it up, she looks down the doorway and she says, and she said it like as soon as I said it. I'm in the movies watching this, and I'm like, nope. As soon as she said nope, I was like, nope. That was a good decision. I think I laughed out loud when that happened. So she's still stuck down here because Keith isn't home. And she was supposed to leave the key outside for Keith. She has the key. Right. Her phone is upstairs. Mm -hmm. So she says, all right, I guess she says, fuck it. I got to figure something out. So uh, she uses like light in a mirror to shine some light down the hallway goes down the hallway finds a room whatever the the room got a bed that looked like somebody don't fucking whatever like (laughs) the bed (laughs) looked like it's been there for 50 years like somebody pissed in it a couple hundred times there's a bucket on the floor and there's like blood print hand on the wall she leaves immediately as she should um she hands keith the key through the window he opens the front door. He comes down to get her. She's hysterical because of the room that she saw. He's like, all right, look, you're fucking tripping. It's a room with a bed and a bucket. Like, it pissed me off because while she's explaining this, I'm like, tell him about the fucking blood hand on the wall. Like, you're missing the most important part. Fuck the bucket. <laughs> so Keith, uh, being Captain Savaho and Mr. White Guy, decides to go down and check it out, right? Now, even then, did you still have suspicions of him? No, I still had some slight. Oh, wait, I did. I'm sorry, I did because <clears throat> I was like, Why does he care for her to stay there? Right, and he did try well, to explain showed, it like well, he we wants security too. We also have to mention that they kind it kind of hinted at a romance thing, like they spent the night together and they yeah. seemed to like each other. They both definitely were feeling each other, they were feeling each other, so maybe that's why he wanted her to stay. You can say that, but when he went downstairs, I was like. Something ain't right. Because he goes downstairs and she says, do you see the room? And he says, yeah. Then he stops answering. And I'm like, okay, is he trying to lure her down here? Like, what's exactly. what's going on? And she goes down there and there's no key. He ain't in the room, bro. <clears throat> now, when she goes down there, she puts the chair in front of the door so it won't close. She grabs her phone. There's no Keith. So we're like, okay, where the fuck did Keith go? There's another doorway. She opens this door and it's like a tunnel with stairs that leads underground. I'm good, buddy. Right then and there, I'd have been like, damn, Keith. Sorry, brother. Because <laughs> <I don't know laughs> you can like hear that. somebody saying, help. Right. Help me. Like she's, <clears throat> she's calling for Keith. And I love this scene because she's saying, Keith, come up. But she's crying because she's like, Oh my my God, I don't want to leave this guy, but I don't want to go down there. Like, and she does the dumbest decision possible. She goes down there. That was the first dumb decision. Okay. You've known this guy for less than 24 hours. You go down there. You see cages. It's dark. Strike number two. Okay. You see him. He's hysterical. He says something bit me. Someone's down here. I was 
I was throwing my hands in the air like, dog, get out of it. Like, what are you doing? I'd have been like, okay, he don't want to come. I'm out. Like, you want to stay down here? Good. I'm gone. It was like, don't go that way. It was for, it, whoever bit me came from that direction or something like that, didn't he? Yeah, he was like, no, 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 no. They're back that way. We we can't go that way. Bitch, that's the way out. We're going that way. Right. Like, and this is where shit got crazy. That's that's when it took <laughs> minute. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> what the fuck? Look, when I tell you this trailer does not tell you what's going on, I'm glad because I didn't, I, you know, oh, I ain't watched so, it. Because in my head, I'm going to tell you what I thought going into this movie. Initially, first I'm like, okay, Bill Skarsgård, he got to be involved somehow. It was fucking Pennywise, right? And then I'm like, okay, <clears throat> maybe he does this all the time. He comes to this Airbnb when women or people are supposed to check in, makes it seem like it's a mistake, lures him down to this lair where he has a whole bunch of victims and that's not the case. No. They made that very abruptly clear. <laughs> <laughs> they made that very abruptly clear when like a six, a seven foot five mutant lady that looks like something out of the hills have eyes, if you've ever seen that movie, titty swanging. I was literally about to say <laughs> Titty swank. They had no shame. These were the worst titties I've ever seen in my life. I almost <laughs> threw up, bro. I almost threw up on a, a second occasion, okay? Which I'm gonna, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. No, I'm sorry. Three occasions. <clears throat> three occasions. I almost threw up when I seen this chick. She runs up. I said, hey, yo. Kills Keith. Kills Keith. Smashed his head like a pumpkin. Kills him. And I'm like, this is some psycho shit. Like when Norman Bates killed Chick in the first part of the movie, like I thought dude was about to be in this. Right? I said, damn, not Pennywise. So Tess starts screaming and then it cuts to black and some music starts playing. I'm like, wait, is that the, f- is that the movie? And it's funny because the director, when he was talking about it, he said, um, like when he was, he said he just sat down and started writing. He ain't had no plan or nothing. And when he was doing it, he was like, this would make a great short story. Yes. And then he was like, but wait, there's more. And that, we- like, if this was a short story, <laughs> a short movie, that would have been a perfect ending. Yeah. End it right there. And to be honest, if the movie would have ended right there, I'd have been like, satisfied. <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> but to be honest, I was thinking that because all the footage we saw in the trailer, I don't think we saw anything past that point. That's only, the way it should be done. Right. Don't show me no climax stuff. Yeah, like there's one trailer. I've only ever seen one trailer for this. They had I don't think they've released multiple. And the only one I've ever seen, none of the footage from it was like anything past Keith getting his head smashed. You know what's funny? <clears throat> the director addressed that too because the Sean Fantasy was like, you know, the trailer was perfect. It didn't set up, didn't spoil anything for me. It set the movie up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it set my expectations and then changed my, what they, sh- my expectations were during the movie, but not in a way that took, like, made me feel like I was tripped. 
Right. Um, <clears throat> and he said that he had in his head kind of what he wanted to do for a trailer. Um, but then some dude at Disney, but he was struggling with certain, like whether or not to do certain things in it. And then because the movie's through Disney somehow, um, the dude at Disney came back and was like, take a look at this. What do you think? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. So that's how the trailer came to be. So there are people in the industry that know not to put everything in the damn trailer, but just not enough of them. Shout out to whoever that man was. Um, so after that happens, the music plays and we cut to a character driving a car, a drop top, uh, Justin Long, who I didn't even know was in this fucking movie. Um, so we see Justin Long and I'm like, okay, is this an anthology? On the beach. So I knew he wasn't in Detroit. On the beach. Like, I'm like, okay, this this is an anthology or something, right? I was so confused. But no, we're going to skip a few. Not skip, but like, because his story, honestly, I don't give a fuck. Um, he's driving. He's an actor. And he's um, <clears throat> he's getting dropped from a pilot because of sexual assault allegations. And uh, Chick basically said that he... He raped her and I was like, oh, man, are they lying on him? And then, well, first of all, we find out his connection to the the first half of the story. He <laughs> quote, the Airbnb that she was staying at, that they were staying at, is his property. So he goes back there. He's he's trying to get some money because this case is going to run him dry. Uh, he goes into the Airbnb and he sees all this stuff. This shit was hilarious. He was like, who's been staying at my fucking apartment? I'm like, bro, this is hilarious because, like, imagine how somebody would truly react in that situation. So he was mad. <clears throat> he was mad that the house hadn't been cleaned. Right. And so he called the the agencies that handled the uh, Airbnb or whatever. And they pretty much said, and this is them explaining why nobody had been there to us as well right they don't clean the house up until somebody else books it they're also telling us how long it's been right since like that happened it's been weeks right so so immediately what was your assumption when they said it's been weeks tess and keith are both dead right like he about to come in here and find some bodies right yeah so um, he goes out to drink with one of his homies. <clears throat> and up until this point, I'm like, damn, this dude is innocent. He didn't rape this chick and is about to fuck his career up. And he starts talking about the situation. And I'm like, he de- he he's a piece of shit. Oh, he's guilty. <laughs> he's guilty as fuck. <laughs> like he needed guilty. some uh, coercion. Guilty as he fuck. Some persuasion. It's like, no, yeah. Dude, he was like, hey man, I'm persistent. Like she said no at first, <clears> but <throat> then I kept hammering home and eventually she was she was down to go. And I said it, I whispered to myself, I was like, that's 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 rape. That's a form of rape. Nah, he raped. He raped. It's like when people hear rape, they immediately think, oh, I'm forcing myself, I'm taking it. It's like, no, right. that's like. That's didn't, also you know saying you jumped out of the bushes. Yeah, going. She but, didn't want to do it, and you pressed, you forced her to do it, pretty much. Yeah, you weren't taking no for an answer. You couldn't <clears> just take the no and move the fuck on. You kept pushing it. She probably felt pressured because we know how Hollywood go. At best, that's what happened. 
based on his description of events. Yeah, so uh, right then and there, we're like, yeah, he's guilty as fuck. So <clears throat> he goes down to the basement. Um, I can't remember what he was going down there for initially. I think he heard something. I think he went to get the toilet paper, too. Did he? He, he? he went to the bathroom and he saw the toothbrush. And then I think he sat down on the toilet and he saw the other toothbrush on the floor. Right. Okay. Oh, and he saw, I think, the chair. She had the chair holding the door open. Yeah, but he took the chair. <clears throat> Did he take it? Yeah, he took it off the door. He was like, what the fuck? He took the chair, the door okay. closed. I think he remembered it was, yeah, okay. <clears throat> so uh, he goes, I think he's going down there. He's about to go down there. He hears something. And he's like, I got a gun. He doesn't. Um, no, wait. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have a gun. Um, he has a light and like something else or some he shit. He has a knife. Yeah, a knife. That's what it was. And uh, he goes down there and he finds the room with the bed, the bucket, and the blood on the wall. And this motherfucker's immediate thought is hilarious. Not let me get the fuck out of here or call the cops. It's Oh shit! I can make money off this. This is extra land on my property. I love the Google search. Facts. <clears throat> so, me being me, this is the part where I'm like, "All right, I could take a piss," and I did. And I came back. Oh, you mean in the theater? I thought you. Meant, yeah. I thought you were being <laughs> British for a minute. Thought you were taking the piss. Um, having having a laugh. I thought you were. Like I was saying, I came back from the bathroom and this <laughs> motherfucker's running through the tunnels. Like he had, well, not running, but like he had just got down there and he's like, whoa, what the fuck? I guess something had. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what happened when you came back? He was in the tunnels. With the tape measure? Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. I think it was past the tape measuring part. Like a little, like right after that. Oh, you fucked up. Yeah. Okay, continue. Right after the tape measuring part. So you went to the bathroom and you came back. You went to the bathroom when he said he wanted to measure the shit. During the Google, during the Google search. When he was searching to see if he could count this as square footage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I came back and uh, he's running from the the seven foot five bitch, right? <laughs> I like how she got taller. Like <laughs> that's what I said last time. First, I was like six foot, and I was like, nah, seven foot five or something like that. Look, seven she feet. over seven feet, goddammit. The bitch looked like Kane. Okay. So, <laughs> so he's running through the tunnels, he's running away from her, and he falls in this like trap pit. And Tess is down there. And now the stories are connected. Cinema. What? Stories are connected. Okay. So I I love how we just going through this movie like step by step. Literally exactly what I just described at at the uh, beginning. But (laughs) you kind of have to do it if you're going to do it. Yeah. So uh, we won't have to do this with the woman king at all. Um, So he's down there. Seven for five, bitch closes the gate. She's basically telling him, like, look, you have to relax. You have to calm down or she's going to get upset. Which means, which shows us, one, we already know Tess has been here for a while. 
And it shows us she's paid attention. She know how this woman works. She understanding the surroundings. That's why she's been able to survive. <clears throat> so Kane comes back with this big ass, old nasty ass baby bottle. This was the second time when I almost threw up. Because I oh, had to look shit. away. I had to look away. <laughs> I just I just got chills when I was about to say it. Right. So. She's leaning her first of all, her hands nasty as hell. Okay. She's she's built like a Yu-Gi-Oh monster. Okay. So she puts her hand down in the cage. Like one of them uh the dilapidated titans, like the (laughs) (laughs) like one of the little titans with the little the body the middle part of the body was straight. The arms was not the arms was crazy, just running in the shit like stanging like oh shit. Okay, so she sticks the bottle down in the cage. And she can't really talk. So she just like shaking it in his face, like, you know what to do. And Tess is telling him, drink it. Drink it. (laughs) In my head, I'm like, man, don't drink this shit, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you say. Take your chances. Don't drink. I'm, I'm sucking that nipple. I'm sorry. Like, I, you got if, if the girl said that's the only way to survive, and I, I already he hasn't seen it, but we seen that thing. But it's not even it. the fact that it looks nasty. You can tell it's nasty. It's down in a tunnel, so it ain't been washed. It's the it's fact so that dirty. while she's holding it down in the cage, you see I'm, her hair on it. I'm a, <laughs> I'm at least pretending to suck that nipple. Like I gotta put the tip in about like I got the. Pretend, like, so, so basically, I I basically, he's like, "No, I ain't fucking doing it." So she points it at Tess, and Tess starts drinking this shit like she ain't ate all fucking. <laughs> like she don't, she don't drink it and spit it out. She drinks it. Come on, man! I ain't trying to. Are you doing too much with this? Keep it moving, man. <laughs> and like in my head, I'm like. It's no way sh- that's not similar. <laughs> like that's that's one hundred percent breast milk. It's got to be right, or maybe it wasn't milk at all. Maybe it's like water or something. It was definitely breast milk. <clears throat> so and not the, not the finest breast milks either. So not the P Diddy. The the lady's pissed off that he won't drink it. Right, she jumps down in the cage, and I'm like, This bitch is huge. She's towering over him, right? And I think this is the part where she's like, Baby, like she's she thinks she's saying baby, and I'm like, Is this bitch crazy? Like, she's treating him like a baby, she wants a baby. No, she starts hugging Tess, and she's like, Yeah, Tess is like telling her, like, she wants you to be her baby, like, Yeah, she's like, Baby. And he is still not with none of the shit. The <laughs> he does not care nah, that, this, that this mutant bitch is standing over top of him and could probably rip his heart out of his chest right now. He's not with none of it. And that, in my head, I'm like, I commend you, brother. Because <laughs> like, hey, if you're ready to die, you're ready to die. Horror so, movie wise, 
you gotta do what you gotta do. Like, <laughs> real reality wise, I don't know what the, what I would do. In I, that I don't know what I would do in that situation, brother. I'm probably crying and pissing on myself. I'd probably be trying to fight her. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of hair she got at this point. <laughs> she ain't really told me what kind of hair she got. I, her Tess hand probably the size of your chest. Tess know better because she's seen her crack a skull. I wouldn't know no better. I'm swinging. Like, I'm not about to just die. Like, you won't have to fight me. Man, look. So, at this point, AJ didn't piss this bitch off. Okay. She drags him out of the cage, takes him to her room. She has a bed and everything, right? Mm. And there's this TV where all we see on the TV is a woman. Mm. We had seen it before. He saw it before she crept up on him. He just thought it was weird. And yeah. Like a dummy. <clears throat> so, mm, hold up. I need to. Mm. This ain't even that bad yet. It, it's about to get there. Okay. Come out. I'm, so, I'm talking about what's on the TV. I thought, I'm talking about what's on the TV. Lead, what leads? What it leads up to? So there's a chick on the TV, <clears throat> and she's basically it's a training video on how to how to breastfeed, how to get your baby to latch. <clears throat> so we we see the big bitch, right? And she has AJ, and she, and she's she has him in position, and he she's oh my god! Mm. <laughs> I'm distracting myself, so I don't have to think about it. I did. I feel something in my chest. Okay, Whew. you need me to do it. Yeah, you do it. All right, let me. I got to disconnect from what I'm saying. Um. So yeah, the video on the TV is. A tutorial on how to get your baby to latch if your baby won't drink. So she has snatched old buddy up, took him in his room. She's on the bed. She's holding him, cradling him in her arms like a baby, like you would cradle a baby, right? With the mouth at them hanging things that she got. And she's forcing his mouth up to the nipple. thing i've probably ever seen in cinema in a long time brother and she she's not gonna take no for an answer it felt very it felt very uh poetic if you will yeah that she was making him suck them nipples yeah he forced that mouth up there and he was out there but he had to do what he had to do i don't think he had a choice you need to take back over yeah um so when when she takes justin long she leaves the cage open Tess gets out <clears throat> um Tess gets out. She sees um she sees what's going on in the room. And she steps on something. I think it was the measuring tape. Yeah, she hit, like hit it or something. Yeah, she stepped <clears throat> on the measuring tape. The chick heard it. Tess starts running. Tess finds her way out. Tess gets out. She gets out of the house. That's it. That should be it. Movie over. Movie over. Now, now, we forgot to mention something. <clears throat> when Tess came back from her interview. Ooh, yeah, this is. Boring. Yeah, when Tess came back from her interview, it was a guy. Guy looked creepy. Old black, but I'm, old black creepy guy looked homeless, but I knew immediately. He was running like Buddy <clears throat> off uh, Get Out. Yeah. 
like the do, 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 do. yeah that dude but he was running he was like hey little girl come out of that house and i knew immediately i'm like brother you should have you should have delivered that approach. better <clears throat> do use a different approach yeah because i clearly know you're trying to tell her it's dangerous in that right which to be honest you shouldn't have to first of all shouldn't have to tell her that the minute she saw the neighborhood and the chick she went on the interview was with was like, Tess, you shouldn't be around there. Like, you're where? Where is this Airbnb? Like, <clears throat> you saw like, the neighborhood. <clears throat> the woman at the interview said, you don't need to be there. That night, we didn't even talk about this either. Old buddy slept on the couch. She took the room. She locked the door. She was very intentional about locking that door. She wakes up. The door is open. Now, first of all, who opened the door? The big bitch. Now, again, at this point, we don't realize she comes out. Yeah, well, hold on. Once we learn that she does, that was her to open that door. But we ain't hear nothing. We We just saw the door open. But what bothered me is that in the trailer, when she sleep, there's a scene in the trailer when she sleep in that bed and that door opens. And you hear footsteps running through the house going doom, 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 doom. That's not in the movie. I'm, they probably edited. That probably was like, and they probably decided to edit it out, which I prefer. Like, if we've heard the footsteps, we don't know about the big bitch. That bitch is seven foot five. Did You're we see me, the door open, though? The door was just open when we saw it in the movie. But when she was, but when she was in the, uh, when she went to check on Keith, the door closed and no one touched it. You mean the basement door? No, her door. No. The basement door closed. Because that's why I thought that was us, that was showing us that somebody else was in the house. But we learned later the door closes on its own. So maybe her room door it, it does that. Out. It checks I, out. The big <laughs> bitch that came in there. I'm, I, don't, I gotta stop calling her big bitch. What was, her name was Mother, I think. Her name was Mother? I think they call, I think in the thing is they, they call Okay, her. we're just going to call her Mother then. Mother had basically, oh, in, the, in the nighttime, Mother had came up to see what was going on at her house. <clears throat> she opened the door. She probably saw old girl. She left. I can't see her going up there and leaving without them, though. She probably, she probably has a little bit of cooth to her, so she know not to... Not to just grab people like that. I I I don't. She don't give me that impression. Because she at that point she wasn't connect. She wasn't. She wasn't like imprinted on them, if you will. She only comes out later because that's her baby. Now she been nursing her for weeks, but in the beginning these just random people, and she doesn't need to take care of them of them at while they're in the house like that. I don't know. I don't think she was up there. That's the only thing that makes sense. We know, well, we ain't even talked about him yet. We know he, old buddy, didn't come up. And, well, technically, do we We don't know that old buddy uh, on the couch wasn't planning some creepy shit. We don't know that. Well, it don't matter because the motherfucker died. Right, so. like we he didn't get the chance. He didn't even get the chance. Like she, she maybe maybe mother saw him. I'm not gonna lie. It was funny as hell 
when uh she was like so you didn't open my door he was like no right. like he was like pissed because she scared the shit out of him right he was like Bitch, you crazy no i didn't open your door like he was having a nightmare on the couch when she like walks out yeah picks him up because her door is open like did you open my door he was like no you crazy like why are you like hovering over me in the middle of the night like what is what is wrong with you so so um yeah the guy tried to warn her uh tess gets out of the house and she runs into this guy and he was like i was trying to tell you not to go into that house such and such she was like someone's still down there we gotta help him so uh she gets away it's the next morning no, does she get one? Is it morning time when she you're gets ahead out? of your time? You're ahead of yourself with the old, with the homeless dude, <clears throat> I think. No, nah, when as soon as she runs oh, out of the house, he's oh, there. Yeah. No, she goes to like a gas station at this point. No, 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 no. Soon as she runs out, he's the first person there that she meets. Right. And then I think he directs her to the gas station. He directs her. Yeah, he tries to tell her, like, you know, I, I stay down here. You can come with me. And she's like, no, I got to find help. And he's like, you need to get away. Like, like just fuck that me. guy down there. Like, go. <clears throat> she wouldn't listen. So she uh, goes to the gas station. When she came out, was it already? day? It was already daytime, right? I think it was. Yes. Yeah. So uh, she came out. It was daytime. Um, what she should have done was grab her damn keys but i understand why she didn't she didn't want uh, to go back in the house i think yeah i think so, did she tell that to the homeless dude huh did she tell that to the homeless dude i think he told her that she comes out at night like whatever you want to do yeah he said you oh yeah because he said before it gets dark so she came out during the day he was like she comes <laughs> out at night uh and says um so you need to get out of here before it gets dark right so um, she goes to this gas station. She finds these cops. Um, they're, they're, they're not listening to her. And, and to be quite honest, I don't know if I can blame them. No. And I, that was one of the more realistic. So the, I'm going to get real life for a second. The woman been in this thing in this dark cave for weeks drinking titty milk. She looks like trash. Yeah. She's in a terrible <laughs> part of town. Telling a crazy ass story. Yeah. The cops just assumed she was a crackhead. I can't blame them. Can't blame them. I mean, look at her. They said, I should arrest you for breaking and entering. Like, right. <clears throat> Why are you even in here? But they did take her back to the house because she asked they did. to go back to the house. They took her back. They checked it out, but it's like, what? We can't just go in there. I think they just put, put the flashlight in the basement, right? Yeah. They was like, we can't just go in there. Like, right. Like, you broke in. You told us you broke this window. Like we have no reason to suspect anybody else did anything wrong. So <laughs> her being, um, I, 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 let me tell you my quick anecdote real quick. One of the worst serial killer cases I ever heard. The guy, I, I might have halfway described this to you. The guy found a way to erase people's memories, so he would have them tied up for weeks, whatever at a time raping them torturing them all doing all kinds of crazy shit but he had d- figured out how to do something to their brain to their to where their brain would think that whatever he did to them was a dream and he would let them he would actually let his victims go once he got bored with them real life real life the toy box killer like that's, when he kept, <laughs> that's, his, that's the name they gave him like when you would when he would bring you in 
he would play a tape for you to tell you exactly what he's about go, what you're about to go through creepiest shit ever they have the tapes and everything anyway <clears throat> one of his victims he dropped off somewhere she immediately went to the cops explained everything cops just thought she was a crazy crackhead never even filed a report like they didn't, didn't even write down that he talked to her nothing ever happened like this was years before he ended up getting caught but the, the real life this is woman being tied up the scribes being tortured with sex devices for weeks man shut your crazy homeless ass up that's pretty much what the cops said you do you need a ride i'm gonna just give you this ride and we'll keep it moving like can't blame him and then and then years later <laughs> when he gets caught again he was erasing memories but he took videos and photos of all the stuff he did some of the women only realized they had been victims because they recognized they're, they're like tattoos in a photo that was released or something. That's not, again, craziest story I've ever heard. But again, when you are telling a story like this, nobody's going to believe you off the top. I would have to come with some proof. Yeah. So that was like, I was waiting for some people to complain about that. The cops reacting that way. Like, oh, this is just trying to paint cops as bad or blah, blah, blah. And I like that one of the cops was black. Yeah. <clears throat> the main one that's talking is black. Right. I, w- I would like that because it kind of takes away that whole uh, white man talking to a black woman. Scenario. Although when they pulled off, the white cop <laughs> gave her like a look like. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? That was weird. Imagine who they deal with on a daily basis in this area. Yeah. That's true. It's Detroit. I did not expect a professional lady like. It's Detroit. Out so. here in the, in the hood, in the, in, in the desert hood. Like this ain't even the hood hood. This is. I don't yeah. know what the hell this is. This, this is the Chernobyl. trenches. This is deeper than the trenches. Um, they in the gulag. But yeah, I thought that was a nice touch and realistic as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Back to the story. Um. So yeah, she finds a way back into the house. And at this point, I'm not sure if it's at this point, after this or before, we get a flashback to the guy who used to, used to, quote unquote, own the house. Mm. Um. He was going to the grocery store looking for stuff for a baby. Uh, while he's leaving the grocery store, he follows a woman back to her home. Uh, he gets an outfit out of his trunk. Electrician outfit. An electrician outfit, basically, so he can make his way into her home, lie to her. Went in, unlocked the window, then left. Assuming he came back later that night or whatever kidnapped the woman did whatever uh he goes back to the to the home and the home is you know the airbnb they're staying at and his neighbor tells him yeah everybody you know i'm moving everybody's starting to move out of the neighborhood he was like i'm not going anywhere boom that's all we see it's all we need to see no wait no that's not all we see he goes back into the house goes into the basement and we hear women screaming did we hear women screaming yeah okay i can remember that part yeah i don't know if it was women or a woman right but yeah, we we I heard a woman screaming. Okay. So obviously that room was created by him. In the tunnels. <clears throat> In the tunnels. So we cut back to Justin Long, who is getting out of the room now, no longer sucking on the titty because mother went to look for Tess. Uh he <clears throat> is walking around. I believe he has his phone light or flashlight. He has light going through the tunnels and he flashlight. finds 
Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a flashlight. Flashlight, okay. And he finds a door. And mother comes up on him. And I was terrified. I was terrified. But when Tess ran into the dude, he was like, and she ain't even the worst thing down there. And I'm thinking, whoa, it's the something old, big. The, the old black dude. The old black dude. I was like, whoa, right. it's something bigger than her down that motherfucker. So I was like, what the hell is down there? What the hell is down there? And when he so- went to that door and mother wouldn't follow him, I was like, Stop. bro, don't go in there. He stopped. He stopped and went the other way. I was, I like, was like, oh, I was like, don't go in there, please. Like at this point, I was like, what is he about? I was like, what is he about to see? What is he about to see? So he walks into the room. The room is nasty, junky. And I'm like, all right, this room too small for a big ass creature to be in here. You don't see him. It's just the old dude laying on the bed, probably half dead. You immediately know it was the same. You immediately know it's the dude we saw in the flashback. Right. And I'm like, all right, I thought they said it was something worse down here. When he said that, he didn't mean in terms of like physical strength. Creature wise. Creature wise. He meant like, that's a fucked up human being. Like she's just confused. Yeah. But him, he is like. He did what he did on purpose. He did what he did on purpose. Like uh, Justin Long tells him, he's like, oh, man, we're going to get you out of here. Cops are going to be swarming this place when they see what's down here. And at that point, the guy's like, oh, shit. He said the cops. And he's trying to tell him to get something for him, but he can't talk. Like, man, he can't talk. He wanted him to get. Well, he let's not get to that first. I'm about to say he keeps gesturing. Justin Long puts in. I almost don't even want to say this part, but. Justin Long puts in the tape. Wait, wait, no, you you skipping ahead. Because he asked, he kept asking Justin Long for something beside him. He couldn't find it, but he moved the dresser closer to him. And yeah. after, after he moved the dresser closer, he starts looking around. Yeah, after he moved the dresser closer to him, just like, you know, whatever you need off of here, get it. Right, get it, get, get it yourself, because I'm confused. He starts <laughs> looking around, and he sees these tapes, and it's all, like, describing women, like, redhead from the gas station, such, it's yeah. a ton of tapes. And Justin Long, there's already a tape in the VCR, and he, like, pushes it in. If you don't know what a VCR is, Google it. Uh, I, I, if, I, if, if, if you're listening to this, and you were confused by what a VCR is, stop listening to this. You know somebody, to there's a Mavs fan. who are not about cool to make with. me feel old. There's a Mavs fan who we're cool with, Sterling. Sterling Andrew. I think Sterling is like, what, 20 years old? Yeah. I wonder if Sterling, if you're listening to this, oh, shit. do you know what a VCR is? <laughs> do you know? There's some young, yo, I don't think Sterling would know what a VCR is off top. Think about it. 20 years so ago, like, even if he does, it might just be like a cool trivia fact for him. Bro, DVDs were like just getting hot in 2002. VCRs were going out of the way. You're right. I had a, my mom had a dual deck. In 2002, like the the v, one side VCR, one side DVD player thing. But yeah, so Justin Long pushes the tape into the VCR. Oh, it's playing and you hear a woman in the background, like, you know, crying, weeping, whatever. Basically, he recorded all of the Racist. stuff he did to these women. He raped these women. And then... 
you know, Justin Long's like, what's wrong with you? Like, what? Like, the parallels is like dope because obviously Justin Long didn't do that, but it's like, bro, you like <clears throat> raped someone too. But anyway, so the old man has a gun, and Justin Long's like, whoa, 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 wait, what wait a minute. Was trying to get the whole time. <laughs> he was trying to get the gun the whole time. Justin Long's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, brother. Like, let's talk this out type thing. Old man puts the gun to his head, blows his brains out. Once he heard the cops was coming, he was like, all right, I what got it. What did you it. think about that? Did that surprise you? No. That he killed himself? Yeah. No. How long? My thing was like, how long had he been trying to do that? Or did he only do that because Justin Long? It seemed like he was about to get caught. I think he only did that because he thought he was about to get caught. He said, once they see what's going on down here, it's like, if they find all this stuff, like, look at me, I can't go to jail. So. Okay. Killed himself. Dope. It still, it worked for me story-wise though. Yeah, it worked for me. Yeah. Like Justin Long getting shot by him wouldn't. Yeah. So Justin Long takes the gun. Um, He's going through the, he's going through the tunnels with the gun and the flashlight. Tess is down there looking for him because she's so, so sweet. She cares because she she needs to be a hero. Is this your where you say this is where she messed up or? Well, the first part where she messed up was going down the tunnel in the first fucking place looking for Keith. Is that the one that you were saying was went too far? Because I question, I question. Far. Say what? This one was going too far, going back into the house for him. I'm yeah, going back one, into the house for one thing, one, and that's my yeah. keys. Going back in again pissed me off. Like, I ain't going to say piss me off, like piss me oh, off. Oh, like, no, wait. No, 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 no. We skipped something very important. We out of place. We out of place. She went back in the house to get the keys at night. Oh. She yeah. got into her car, backed up, and the car is facing the house. What? Okay, yeah, you good. You good. Yeah. So it's nighttime. The guy already told us that mother comes out at night. She was about to dip. She was no, she wasn't. She was. I think she I think her plan was for her to come out and for her to hit her with that car. I, I thought she was about to go. Because the way she, she backed up, she's already facing the house. Why would she be facing the house instead of facing the road? She was doing a three-point turn. Okay, maybe. That's You're what right. I saw it as. She was doing a three-point turn. But she sat, she just sat there. She could have drove off. It's no way mother would have. I thought she looked like to the path of exit. And like she did think, stop to think. I thought she stopped to think, like, should I go in here to get him? Or should I skedaddle? Okay. That's what I saw it as. I could be wrong. Like ah. at this at this point, she has no reason to think that she would be out there already. I mean, that's, I, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I don't know. I just thought that she, uh, that she, her plan was to hit her with the car. But even if it wasn't, she ended up doing that shit. Mother comes out of the house, breaks the door down, starts screaming like a Pokemon and shit. Runs towards the car. Uh, Tess impales her with uh, between the car and basically the basement uh, where the basement is between the house. Uh, Looks like she's dead. Obviously, we all know she's fucking not. Um, 
So Tess goes into the house. Lumped her. Looking for AJ. <clears throat> and AJ just sees something and shoots immediately and shoots Tess. Now. Can't blame him too much. Can't blame him. She And she shouldn't have been down there. Uh, it's not lethal. It's not lethal at all. Uh, I was worried he, it was initially. Yeah. He apologizes for it. They both get out of the house. Um, they both get away. And when they get out, when they come out the house, they realize that she's gone. And Tess is like, okay, I know where to go. Because old so, girl thinks she's Pinder. And that's right. why she's like so chilled as they're coming up. She's like, yeah, I got her pinned against the house. We should be able to skedaddle. But then when she come out the house and see, see she ain't there no more, now the urgency changes. Yeah. So she's gone. Tess is like, I know where to go. So she goes to the uh, where the old man says that he stays. They in there talking. He basically says, yeah, the guy that used to live in there used to go in there, rape women, get them pregnant, have sex with the kids, so on and so forth. So that's the product of those fucking heinous fucking activities that he was doing. Right. So um, they basically, and once they started saying this, I was like, oh, fuck, he's dead. (laughs) Um, They were saying, how do you know she won't come in? He said, I've been in here 15 years and she ain't never came in this motherfucker. Boom. Breaks through the goddamn wall. Rips his his arm off and beats him to death with it. So did you laugh? Yes, I laughed. I was, was, I was pissed because the black guy died, but I laughed. I laughed, but I was terrified at the same time because of how same. he because of how he said she ain't never came down. Boom! I was like, oh. <laughs> he was confident. So oh man, so um, they run up. It's basically a water tower where he stays. So they run up to the top of the tower. <laughs> Justin Long forgets that he has a fucking gun. The he takes the gun out, fumbles with it, and drops it off the water tower as mother is coming up the steps. So they're screwed. So at this point, I'm like, all right, what are they going to do? I thought it I would not believe this motherfucker. This motherfucker grabs Tess, throws her off the water tower so mother would go catch her. Mother jumps off of the water tower. Do you do you think he knew she would do that? I he thought he said thought we got to slow her down. I, I don't know. He, I thought he thought she would just go down the steps and get her. I didn't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I did not expect that at all. I did not expect that either. I was like, oh, he's really a piece of shit. He's irredeemable. I thought he was just killing her. He's irredeemable now. Right. Because he said we got to slow her down. So obviously he knew she would do something. He said, I got to slow her down. Yeah. What what would Tess... He said, fuck you at this point. <laughs> so, mother goes to catch her. Tess lands on mother, so Tess is the not... The jump was crazy. The jump was crazy. It, it was some stupid the shit. Jump. Like, it, it looks like a scene from The Lion King. Like, honestly. Um, they showed it from below, and she's coming Yeah, down. it was crazy. So... And at this point in the movie, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. She's jumping off a of water tower, saving motherfuckers. So I'm like, okay, she saves Tess. Obviously, we're supposed to think. Of the game. 
How? We don't know what the fuck happened. We just saw she jumped. No, I was. I said the first time I was like, she jumped. She saved Tess. Like she landed, and Tess landed on top we of her. Didn't know that. He I looks guess. down. I thought the bitches were both dead. No, I could tell that Tess. Was, I knew I she could, got. Tess, she. I knew that Tess landed on top. I of mean, her. maybe it wasn't meant for us to know, but I'll just say I knew once he looked down that when she was on top of, I was like, okay, Tess. Is I alive. thought Tess probably was alive. I thought mother was gone. Yeah. So, you know, where to believe mother is gone. Justin Long goes down there. He's telling Tess, like, oh, man, I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't. He's basically trying to say, oh, shit, I fucked up. <laughs> right. I'm a, I should have thrown you off a water tower. Let's go now, buddy. Like, we're so, friends again since you were alive. So he's helping her up. And, and mother gets up and grabs this motherfucker by the head and, like, crushes his shit. It looks like she split it. She she squeezed his eyeballs out first. Yeah, that was tough for me. I couldn't look. I couldn't. I hate scenes like that. I can't look. Um, and then she cracked his head open like a cantaloupe. Yeah, like like a watermelon. Um, so at this point, mother is trying to help Tess. Shout out to like, uh, the Game of Thrones people. That's how uh, Pablo Pascal went out in Game of Thrones. Pablo or Pedro? That's how Pedro. <laughs> that's how Pedro Pascal went out and gave a throw. Oh man, that's so racist. Um, so <laughs> uh, I was thinking Pablo Escobar because he was in this show too. He, he was, was in, he was in Narcos. Oh okay. What does Narcos have? Okay, no mind. I get I get what you're saying. Um, stuff was blending together. In my yeah. <laughs> so mother is trying to help Tess, and she sees that she's injured, and at this point, I'm like. Are we supposed to feel sympathy for this motherfucker? Like, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I understand you're a monster and you don't know no better, but I don't feel sympathy for you. You killed Keith. Like, I still what? want old girl to get away. Like, yeah, we're like not, we're not doing this. So Tess sees the gun, grabs the gun, and uh, kills mother. She's limping away, and that's the movie. Yeah, and I'm like. This shit was batshit crazy, but I had a great time. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I can't eight out of ten. I gave it an eight out of ten. I have not rated it yet. Um, I gave it an eight out of ten. It, it it was good. I had fun. Um, I will say, I told you I watched X yesterday. Okay. I like this much better than X. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Much better. Um, out of the horror movies I've seen this year, I'm trying to remember what I rated X because I feel like I'm gonna put it and Pearl ahead of Barbarian and Pearl ahead of X, but I feel like I had X really high too. I gave X a seven out of ten. I want to say, as far as my favorite horror films, between <clears throat> Barbarian and The Black Phone. Yeah, Barbarian and Pearl is going. It's going to be a tough. It's going to be tough. To I still have to see Pearl. Yeah, it was. I, it was right to see X first. Well, yeah, obviously. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that's. It's released that way, so I'm going to see it that way. Right. Obviously, I know Pearl is a prequel, but I'm going to see the movie that came out first. First, I think I told you Martin watched Pearl first, and he said he was confused by something. Yeah. So. Um. 
I was also very confused watching X because I saw a poster for Pearl. Oh. And I'm like, wait a minute. That chick on the poster. That's what Martin's Martin's said when he was watching Pearl. He was like, I know Mia Goth is in X. Like, how does this because he could because the time periods are different. Right. He was like, how is she supposed to be alive 50 years later? She just happens to be playing both characters. Right, right. There's no correlation. So that's why he, he's he was overthinking it, basically. Well, no, I'm wrong. There is a correlation. I just haven't seen Pearl yet, so I can't be exactly sure, but yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like parallels between nah, the Pearl two. is so so great, man. It's I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Relax. It's, it's gonna be a contender for my favorite movie of the year. Oh wow. Um, and there's only one thing I'm taking points off for, but I don't even know if I should. Okay. Because well, it's a scene that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Just because it, it, it seems to go on longer than I think it should. But, and it was just weird. It was something that didn't have to be in the movie, in my opinion. Does it involve an animal? No. Okay. Um, I ain't even going to give you a hint. Yeah, don't Tyler guessed what I was talking about immediately. So, so either somebody told him about it or... He hasn't seen the movie? Or it's in the trailer. No. It's either in the trailer or somebody told him about it. I saw the trailer. It was a lot of stuff in the trailer. So it was it's not a terrible, terrible thing. It was just really awkward. Okay. And um anything that makes it feel awkward, I'm 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 gonna feel it's gonna be hard for me to give you a full five out of five. Well, what did you rate Barbarian? I haven't rated it yet. But it's, oh okay. Okay, that's cool. Where I rated X, I'm either gonna have to move X down or Barbarian is gonna be up there as well, like as one of the top. Okay, and it was a top movie experience for sure well speaking of um, contenders for favorite films of the year man shit the woman king I went into this movie I'm like man I'm I'm so excited to see this movie this movie looks like it's going to be fantastic you got Viola Davis you got Lashana Lynch you got John Boyega you got the chick who died real quick in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and somehow, I don't know how, this movie exceeded my expectations. I hadn't seen a trailer or nothing. I saw one trailer. Like I, I said, like I saw it in the movie. Five seconds of a trailer. I, to know that I wanted to see it. We're not going to get into spoilers for this movie. We're not even going to talk about it long. Ooh. Do you want to get into spoilers? No. I don't either. Uh, we're not going to get into spoilers. We're not going to talk about it too long because this is probably already going on two hours. Okay. So easily. Yeah, easily two hours. So <clears throat> I'm going to just let y'all know flat out 10 out of 10. Damn. Since Top Gun Maverick has come out, like before Top Gun Maverick, Northman was my only 10 out of 10. But when I saw Top Gun Maverick, I'm like, they're both 10 out of 10s, but Top Gun Maverick is like my favorite movie of the year. It's not close. <clears throat> okay. The Woman King. When I saw the trailer for this. I'm like, man, it's going to be a lot of action in this. I know the acting is going to be great. I did not leave this movie thinking about the action at all. I left this movie thinking about the characters, and that is the best part. The characters, the relationships. Now, granted, 
This movie is damn near perfect. There are, there is one thing in this movie I did. There's two things in this movie I did not need. Okay. I'll tell you after we stop recording. Okay. Well, no, one of them isn't a spoiler. It's like there's a romance in the movie that I did not need. Is there though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's definitely a romance. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it. And, and the second one is a is is a revelation in the film that I that that was unnecessary, in my opinion. Um, but it did not. It's not a thing that's like, oh, this takes away from the movie. It doesn't. It's not a negative on the film. It's just like, I didn't need that. You know, I already had enough. Um, leaving this film, I also said if they ever decided to recast T'Challa, you go there. John Boyega, John Boyega, he held do it, it down. Would do it justice. He held it down. I think he would do it justice, man. I think he has the presence, though. I didn't feel. Like, I didn't feel like he had the presence. Cause I was trying to give it to John David Washington for a minute, but I don't know if he got the acting chops. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know if John Boyega has the presence. I even went as far as to look up Chadwick Boseman's height and John Boyega's height. Like Chadwick Boseman's taller. I was gonna say I think John Boyega is short. He's like five and nine. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, look, man, John Boyega. If they hadn't had- already used uh. Old buddy from Get Out. He might have been. Um, he's already nah. in the movie, so. I wouldn't have. Nah. I like John David Washington, though. My boy from. Uh, nah, he's too young. I was going to say Old Buddy from Snowfall, but he's too young. Hey, that ain't a bad choice, though. You don't think he's too young? Nah. Oh, he's it's a probably a black don't crack fan. He probably in his 30s now. I'm thinking yeah. of <laughs> Damson Idris. I'm gonna look him up right now. What's his age? As long as he's older than um the girl Letitia Wright, then I'm good with it. 31 years old. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah, he can pull it off, man. And Letitia Wright is what six foot one. Okay. Yeah, I I can see it. I can definitely see it. I can see it. Like you know, there's a specific picture. Yeah, that's why I, I, like, <laughs> I can see it. I can see it because because I watched Snowfall and I've seen how he's been able to do it. Let's see, Letitia Wright was born in '93, so she's she's 28. So yeah, that's how she's. But she looks young. Yeah, like, she looks like a baby. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, yeah, the Woman King, man. Like I know a lot of people are coming out of this movie. Um, talking about Viola Davis and rightfully so because it's a Viola Davis. But the standout for me coming out of this movie was Lashana Lynch. Oh yeah, she was my favorite character. For she sure. was my favorite character. Like I just and I knew I knew where it was going. You know, and I, I knew where her character was going and I was like oh man. But hey look, that her, the she was. I love Lashana Lynch. I didn't even <laughs> recognize her at first. I recognize. Like I, I knew it was her, but she didn't look like her to me. Because I think it's just how her hair was. She did to me. 
I mean, maybe because I've I like I've seen her in James Bond as well. I didn't and, see the James Bond movie. Okay, she was really good in that. But I'm familiar with her. I just didn't. Yeah. I, I, a lot of these people look differently than I'm used to them looking because, you know, like <laughs> Viola Davis is cut up. You know, they're tough. They're they're brolic women. Like they out here, they're the warriors. And I believe they can beat men's ass. Yeah, like I didn't question not a single ass woman that was delivered. In this movie, not one. Um, I know uh, the chick who was in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. She's really her. good in this. I loved her. She she's great. really good in this. Um, the, kid, the kid was cool. She held her own. Yeah, she was really good as well. Um, when I said kid, she's thirty years old. Jesus Christ. Jesus. She looks fifteen. Black does not crack my brother. Jesus Christ. That's wild to me. That's wild. Thirty. I was not ready for that. Oh man. Um, okay. So yeah, I love this. This is she's still a kid to me. I'm still calling her a kid. She's my sister's age. My favorite. It's my favorite movie <laughs> so far, man. Like I it was a fun ass movie. Um, I was looking at the reviews because I was so confused by the ratings. It's weird to me that people are holding the not perfect historically thing so hard on this movie. How many fucking historical movies have we seen that aren't perfectly accurate? I think I don't remember it being questioned as hard as it's being questioned on this movie. I understand why it's being questioned as hard on this movie because of the context of it. It's not that it's not just historically accurate. It's apparently like people feel like they're trying to make light or change we do the, the Hame's place in the we do slave white trade. people all the time. They do facts. We watch Pocahontas and, and praise it as a and rightfully so. People, our people, have complained about that, but not. That's what I'm saying. Like complaining, there's going to be a group of people that complain. Uh, way more people are complaining about this than I've ever heard anybody. I've than I've heard anybody complain about Pocahontas. Who, if we're looking at the real historical context, was kidnapped and taken to another country. Wow. Uh, she was like 12 or 15 or something. And a grown-ass white dude swooped her up and took her to another country. Uh, we still celebrate Columbus Day. Like, he went and chopping people in half with swords and raping children. Like, why is this movie being blasted uh, on a cinematic experience level? Because they didn't completely lie. They were they admit that these people were sell, capturing people and selling them into slavery. They do admit that. They just bumped up the timeline as to when they stopped doing it and changed the reason. Apparently, historically, Brit- the British were the ones that actually told them we can't do this no more because uh, they ended slavery in Britain before they did in uh, <clears throat> in America, in the United States. Like in Europe, it started going away quicker. So the movie is set in the 1820s, I think, which is the timeline when the Dahomey tribe got their independence from the other African tribe that was over them. But it was 30 more years before they stopped trading slaves. And it's questionable about whether the white man stopped it or if they stopped it themselves. That's not as huge of a deal for me as far if I'm looking at the the cinematic experience. If I'm looking at if I'm looking for a historical ac- historically accurate, I will pick up a book. I will watch a documentary. 
That's not what we were here for. And I'm not saying you have to pretend that the, this, this tribe was the greatest tribe ever and we should praise them and blah, blah, blah. If we're going to do a historical movie, nobody in history was perfect. Everybody in history has some type of flaw. Everybody in history did something that we're going to look at today as questionable or immoral, right? No society was perfect. They either ate something weird or did some stuff that we would find questionable today. So we know that they partook in the slave trade. We know that it doesn't have to be in this movie, in this context. This is not a documentary or a biopic specifically. It is a, a it is, uh, what's the, the movie with Mel Gibson? Was it the Patriot? Braveheart. Braveheart, Braveheart, one of the movies. Shit ain't perfectly historically accurate, but it's a good ass movie. If I want the real story, I will pick up a book. That's that's my only thing is like if you want to I mean, say expecting the, the real true story in a Hollywood movie in general is 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 come on now, you know better. I don't know. I so I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. One of the things I can I never watched the Green Book and it, I thought it was a disrespectful way to make the movie because they the white man in the movie is a real person. The black man in the movie is a real person, but they tell the movie from the white man's perspective when the black man was the one who was historically relevant to the story in real life. I complain about that aspect of it, right? The centering, because that's something that's an old thing that should be out of Hollywood by now is the need to center a white character in a black story, because historically they've thought that they couldn't sell these movies without a white dude at the middle right. of that part of it is annoying. That, those types of things annoy me. Are we whitewashing or blackwashing the woman king? Maybe. Maybe. But is it enough to say, fuck this movie, movie is trash, blah, 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 blah? I don't think so. I mean, if somebody doesn't want to support the movie because of that, they have the right. But I wouldn't say it's a bad movie because of it. It's, this, this movie is a fucking amazing it's I for me, it's I enjoyed the movie. Here's what you should also know. Right. Movie was and that's, that's okay. Here's what you should also know. It doesn't have to be this movie is setting us back or blah 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 blah. We don't even learn enough history about the rest of the world to care that much. I'm gonna assume that you gave this five out of five. It's close. I haven't rated this either. I, I'm doing them in order. I'm catching up. I have Let's see. I'm gonna tell you right now, and I haven't. I just saw "Don't Worry, Darling" today. Um, where the hell is my list? There we go. So I have ten movies to rate. Bodies, bodies, bodies. I haven't rated yet. Fall. Oh wow. Uh, the Manti Teo documentary, the Giannis movie Rise, then Barbarian, Turning Red, Woman King, Pearl, Do Revenge, and now I need to add. Don't worry, darling. I should have them done this week because I want to do a uh, I'm going to do like a gigantic catch up uh, episode. I'm not going to spend like 30 minutes on each movie. I'm going to do like a quick review on each movie. I'm kind of going to do the same on my YouTube. Watching the past couple of months. Yeah, I might even set a timer so I can cut myself off. 
Um, well, we appreciate if y'all stuck around this whole time through us basically telling you act for act, scene for scene, bar for bar, bar for bar, barbarian. We appreciate you. Uh, are we doing Don't Worry Darling on yours? Are we are we saving that for another day? On mine, if you got time. Yeah, I, I got time. Long as it's not like long as hell. No, we're going to keep it pretty simple. In and out. All right, cool. Um, Not sure when that's coming out, but if you do want to hear uh, the review for Don't Worry Darling, that'll be over on the Bibs Corner podcast. Um, Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, download. Same with this. Rate, subscribe download review uh make sure to follow us on twitter at mavs outsiders pod um on instagram at mavs outsiders pod on youtube at mavs outsiders and uh yeah we'll holler at y'all next week unless bibs got anything else to add i think we've been here long enough yeah we've been here long enough we held y'all long enough so i'll let y'all next week peace peace Thank you.